0: listener production. Wall Street slides on mixed earnings and a robust economic growth report.
1: And the Australian share market expected to get off to a positive start ahead of business inflation figures.
0: I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. It's Friday, October the 27th. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, what a night. Another sea of red on Wall Street. We've currently got the Dow Jones down by 50 points or 0.2% the S&P 500 index is currently down 0.5% and with around an hour left to trade the Nasdaq is down by 130 points or 1% so Continuing to see a correction take place. We've seen the NASDAQ down mm. broadly about 10% since July.
1: Yeah, 10% uh, corrections for Standard Poor's 500 and also for, for the NASDAQ. Uh, it, it's seemingly an orderly process. You know, sort of day by day, you might get a percent decline or a little bit more than that. Um, uh, we saw that in, in Europe last night. Europe declined as well. UK market down 8 tenths to 1%, European market more broadly down. Half of 1% in Germany, down 1.1%. Earlier on in um, uh, Asia, Japan and Korea, were down 2%. So they're actually pushing a little bit further than, yes, to some of the other markets.
0: And this happened in an environment where interest rates, if you look at the market interest rates, were down as well. So the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield fell by 11 basis points to 4.85%. And the two-year U.S. Treasury yield is down by eight basis points to 5.05%. So typically what we see in an environment where we see a rally or a bit of a risk-off session on bond markets, we tend to see some support for the technology shares. But that wasn't the case last night and it was all about meta platforms, Craig.
1: Yes, um, down in the order of 3% quarterly uh, results uh, beat forecast, but warned about fourth quarter sales. And this is a common theme that we saw across the earnings um, overnight, uh, where you saw some revenues or sales figures in, in Q3 meeting or beating expectations. But the warning about what's ahead is the main thing, which is trouble investors.
0: Yes, we saw Meta shares fall a day after the company released strong third-quarter results but offered cautious comments about the impact of the ongoing Israel-Hamas war. Shares of Meta initially rose after the report but when Susan Lai, Meta's finance chief, warned analysts about unpredictability in the Middle East, the stock erased its gains. So uh, there has been some concerns as well around Meta's advertising. So. Analysts said the big negative from the core was the brand advertising demand has slowed as a result of the war. So that did stand out last night. That weighed on some of those mega cap tech shares such as NVIDIA and Microsoft. They're down around 2% at the moment. But we also saw declines more broadly for that economic barometer UPS or United Parcel Service. That sank 4.8% on Mm. a bearish forecast.
1: The same in terms of MasterCard forecasting um, weaker than expected uh, growth. Uh, it's down 5.2%. Uh, Mattel, down 7%. The Barbie doll maker, warned of slower demand ahead. Hasbro, uh, the uh, maker of Transformer action figures, down in the order of almost 11%, trimmed its revenue forecast yes, going forward. So yeah, the outlook's a little bit more checkered, I suppose.
0: On the economic growth front, we saw the US economy continue to shoot the lights out. The US economy grew by a rapid 5% in the September quarter, again being Very resilient, defying dire warnings of recession. We've seen higher wages from a tighter labour market. That's helped fuel consumer spending and businesses restocked at a brisk clip to meet the strong demand. So it's the fastest pace in two years, Craig.
1: Mm -hmm. It's very interesting when you hear talk of recession about the United States and globally, more more generally, and then you see basically a result that looks as though it's shooting the lights out with 4.9%. uh, Annualised growth. They so were looking for the analysts were looking for 4.3%, and then you dig a little bit further into the numbers and you look at the the core private consumption expenditure uh, prices, uh, 2.4%. Uh, that's more or less where the Federal Reserve wants. Yes, you know, so it wants 2%, but you know, sort of 2.4%. You know, certainly a whole lot better than what we're seeing in a lot of other countries. And durable goods, you know, sort of measure of business investment up 4.7%. yes, you know, so in, in the latest month. Certainly, you know, sort of quite good readings.
0: Yes, yeah, so a little bit of a mixed bag. So the economic growth data was very strong. It's mm. backward-looking, and we could see growth slow into the fourth quarter because of the United Auto Workers' strike, but also at the same time, we are seeing a situation where the resumption of student loan repayments by millions of Americans could have a, have a bit of an impact as well, and consumer spending, which grew by 4%. It really did accelerate in the third quarter, and that drove that U.S. economic growth. That's expected to slow as those savings rates decline. But the labor market remains tight. Those jobless claims, they did lift by 10,000 to 210,000 last week, but remained very low. But as you mentioned, Craig, the reason why bond yields did rally was there was something for everyone there because, as you said, that inflation number was weaker than expected at 2.4%. And that was the lowest since the fourth quarter of 2020. And disposable personal income increased by only 1.9% to 95.8 billion US dollars in the third quarter. And that was a significant slowing from around 6% in the previous quarter. So if we turn our attention to Europe, as you mentioned there, Craig, we did see those markets end slightly lower overnight. The big news there, of course, was the European Central Bank. It left interest rates unchanged at four percent, snapping an unprecedented streak of ten consecutive hikes. Maintained its guidance and signaled steady policy ahead. What do you make of that?
1: Um, well, steady as she goes. In terms of uh, Europe, I think they need to be more concerned about recession than you're sort of basically a lot of other countries or blocks here around the world. Um, they're only tipping modest growth of zero point seven percent for for this current calendar year. So. It's an interesting one. It's it's the case that all the central banks have moved to the sidelines and are waiting for the the bond market to basically... Do their work for them, and I think we're, we're going to see that, you know, sort of in next week, in terms of the Federal Reserve staying on the sidelines and uh, saying, Bond market, you determine, yes, you know, sort of what level of interest rate we know.
0: What we also saw in Europe overnight was automakers down by about two percent, mm. and that was weighed by a 5.8 percent decline in Mercedes Benz after its third quarter earnings disappointed. And we also saw a nine and a half percent fall in Swedish automaker Volvo car, so the German DAX index was down 1.1 percent and we also saw the European Stock 600 Index down 0.5%. Now, turning our attention to Australia, in terms of what we're expecting to see here today, Craig, producer prices, have you got any views on that?
1: Um, we see um, the expectation of perhaps yes, the order of 1.2% for the quarter, 2% yes, annual, so it's still going to be very influenced by petrol prices or oil prices, which we know were up significantly in, in the September quarter. It, it's interesting, you yes, sort of... Uh, business inflation figures, they should have a little bit more prominence. They don't have so much prominence, yesterday, but we'll see what the numbers are and see whether it provides any guidance. The yesterday's trade price figures, export and import prices, basically suggested that there were, wasn't a, a building up of inflationary pressures. Um, if anything, yesterday we might see yesterday, some easing of the pressures coming through.
0: Yes, and that was reflected in moves in the Aussie dollar. So what we did see overnight was the Aussie dollar lift from 62.76 cents to 63.3 cents, currently near 63.25 cents at the moment. So, it did lift. It did touch a one-year low of 62.71 mm. cents earlier in the session. And we we did see a lot of volatility in the Aussie dollar yesterday. The head of Australia's central bank, Michelle Bullock, said that surprisingly high reading for Australian inflation on Wednesday. was around policymakers' expectations, and they were still considering whether it would warrant a rate rise, which did wrong foot investors and markets a little bit.
1: Yes, uh, it's all about uh, whether the, the latest inflation figures represented a material change in terms of the inflation outlook. And uh, the, the Reserve Bank governor said, well, look, we're still going through the figures. Uh, so you'll just have to wait, wait for that. Uh, so it was somewhat less hawkish. Uh, than what would be expected, and as you say, I mean, um, she indicated that it wasn't too far away for her from their their forecast, a little bit above, but yesterday she wasn't getting seemingly yesterday too concerned by, by it.
0: And if we look at commodity prices overnight, oil is where the action was. We saw the US all price down by two point six percent to eighty three point two one US dollars a barrel, and we're continuing to see that security premium we've been paying since early in the month seeming to deflate at the moment. So fears of a spillover affecting global crude supplies from the conflict between Israel and Palestinian militant group Hamas. Maybe that's kind of eased a little bit. We've seen the war contained to the Gaza Strip at present. We haven't seen a major offensive from Israel as yet. And of course, that has led to the oil price falling on the back of that. But we did see weaker US demand with those inventory numbers yesterday mm. as well. Now, the gold price moved higher just by 0.1% to 1997.40 mm-hmm. US dollars an ounce on that safe haven bid. And iron ore futures, surprisingly, were pretty flat down by just three cents to 118.45 US dollars a tonne. So the biggest concern, apart from Chinese demand at the moment, is the fact that the Chinese steel mills may be prompted to curb production to comply with emission control protocols into the winter months. That typically does happen. And that could lead to some weakness, particularly around steel production and steel prices. Craig, what's happening in Australia today?
1: Yeah, well, certainly we've got a fair bit of uh, company data coming through. We've got uh, annual general meetings from Steadfast, from Car Sales, from Sky City, Fletcher Building and McMillan Sh- uh, Shakespeare. Uh, we've got uh, Coronado and Caroon Energy with production results. These are in-the-moment type figures. That's much more important than a lot of the economic data, which is backward-looking.
0: Tonight we have the core personal consumption expenditure inflation data mm-hmm. out of the United States, which is the US Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation. So that's something to look out for. That's likely to move markets ahead of the weekend. Craig, we've got the Rugby World Cup final. What's your prediction, the All Blacks or the Springboks? your blacks. My wife would be happy with that comment. Thanks for tuning in to the Comsec Market Update. Have a great weekend.